Hey, Burke and I are here to welcome you back to part two. Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. First time I uh, played, uh, I want to see your. My managers, he was like, "This is the greatest song ever." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, let's see here, let's see here. <sighs> boom, boom, boom. I need to do this, 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 because I have to. Uh, I have to take a second before I. I. Uh, move Think on to the next word. Okay. No, uh, before I move on to the next car, uh, you, you noticed the picture, right? That was one of your uh, reenactments in uh, Virginia, yeah, you, wasn't it? You see that me? you with your fingers in your ear? That would be me. Because <laughs> that's be loud me. as fuck. Because it's <laughs> loud. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. I, and they I, didn't have PPE back then, did they? No. No. Um. You'll be deaf and you'll like it. <laughs> uh, what's going on here? I don't know. You need to stop sharing, maybe. Or I don't know. Oh, no. There it is. I figured that out. Hang on. Yeah, I turned you on to this song. God awfulest worst song ever made, but funny as shit. Uh, Tell me you want to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the girls in the background that make this song the best. Oh, yeah. Well, show me that monkey you got there. Mm -hmm. What's the monkey? This is the monkey, baby. <laughs> Say hi. Say hi, hi to the monkey. The monkey, the monkey likes, likes you. you. Yeah. No, he doesn't yeah. bite as long as you're nice to 
exploit you. No, I want you to pet the monkey now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What else I want you to do for me? I still to this day cannot remember when you when you got me I, I introduced it before you started doing the lights for the strip club because you used to like like the girls that you liked you'd play that song because it was like a eight minute long song or something like that and it could dance forever and Put me on the wheel. Put me on the wheel. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Tie me up. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Now spank me. Spank me. Like that? Yeah. Like that? A little harder. Harder. Oh, I've been so bad. All right. All right. I want you to spin the wheel. Spin it now. Spin it. Yes, I'm ready. Yes. Yes. Spin it now. He's hanging on by his cubicles. Oh my god. And, and uh, I'm trying to figure out is is the beginning of the song the best or is it the end? Yeah, Snakey's hilarious. <laughs> oh, we haven't even gotten to Snakey yet, have we? <laughs> Did I give you a blinky? <laughs> oh, oh, I wanna, I wanna see Snakey. I wanna see Snakey. Where's Snakey? Snakey? Yeah, let me see Snakey. Sure you want Snakey? I'm sure. The song was slightly subtle. That goes out the window right here. We're up to Burke's number five. Oh, we're up to your number five. You started first, remember? No, or I, we can flip. If you remember yesterday, we flipped at the at no, the five. Okay. Fair so enough. I figured right. it was fair. Go. Okay. Let me blow up my picture ever so slightly here. Uh, okay. Alrighty then. And share screen to here. 
There you go. You can see at the bottom there. Oh, I guess you can. Sorry, Duesenberg. Yes, 1935, Duesenberg SJLA Phaeton. Now, isn't that the vehicle that Hitler owned? I don't know. I mean, it does. It Duesenberg does sound very German. It's very possible. I did not look that up. I do not know that little bit of trivia. I apologize. Um, it was intended to compete with the most luxurious and powerful cars in the world. It was introduced in 1928, uh, the year before the stock market crash. Uh, the Model J was available with a supercharger, and after 32, it was sold until Duesenberg Motors went into bankruptcy in 37. Um, with a 320 horsepower supercharged engine, uh, blah, 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 introduced in May 32. Apparently that car could go 104 miles an hour. And back in 32, that was pretty goddamn impressive. That was in second gear. I had a top speed of 140 in third gear. Um, zero to 60 miles an hour times around eight seconds, zero to 60 for a car that big and that old is pretty impressive. Uh, zero to 117 seconds. Um, and no sinks on the transmission. It was an unsynchronized transmission. Um, yeah, you imagine that was a little bit of grinding and hunting and pecking for gear. Uh, mm -hmm. And they weighed about two and a half tons and up to three tons was not unusual uh, considering all the different coach work that was available for the car. But that's just, uh, that is a okay, big honking. Three ton, imagine, that's, that's 6,000, so that's like 7,500 pounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a ton is twenty four hundred pounds, roughly. Um, God, oh, holy cow! And the Big, thing is, heavy is that, ass car that could do over one hundred and forty. <laughs> I, 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 I was going to say when when you were going through your little spiel there, I saw that it it said that it it maxed out at like one forty five or something. Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> Driving 145 miles an hour in a three-ton car. <laughs> that was a convertible <laughs> with no seat belts. You're going to kill someone. <laughs> that, thing's a, that thing's a It's tank. a tank. <laughs> I mean, look at it. It's pretty. Look at the white walls. and the. I mean, you got the huge, you know, headlights on it. Yeah, just, it, yeah, man, it's just a... You imagine just cruising around town in that thing, man. You'd never feel a bump ever, oh my ever gosh. in that thing, man. No doubt. <laughs> it was probably a comfortable ride. Oh, I'll bet. Scott's oh. number five. There it's is a, no substitute. It's another Porsche. Uh, can you name the the movie that made this car famous? Now, that would have been risky business. Correct. Correct. This is the Porsche 928, my friends. It was a little bit of a departure for Porsche, who was primarily into, like, you know, the engines in the rears and everything. They kind of went back to the old engine up front, rear-wheel drive, went with an eight-cylinder as opposed to a four or six. So it was a little bit of a radical departure for them for the time. And the weird-ass pop-up headlights, which... And I think they look gorgeous. I, I, I kind of love any car with pop-up headlights. I ain't gonna lie. 
Uh, the 928 featured a large front-mounted water-cooled V8 engine, originally displacing 4.5 liters, uh, running at 237 horsepower. The, I'm, I'm trying to look for the weight of, of the car. Uh, this is another one of those cars that, that, that Todd Costello could pick up if he was picking up the other end of the car. <laughs> uh, so you, you, I know, you know, Carl, uh, back when he was first living in Copley, he lived across the street, uh, from a guy named Rudy and Rudy owned that car and took me out for a joy ride one day in that car. Oh my. Yeah. It's, it was a blast. It was an absolute blast. Like he was, he was he, he was an aggressive dick driver even though he was like cool as a cucumber all the time as a matter of fact he was the same guy that was in my crx when i spun it around on the uh, off-ramp on 224 he, he and i just we just glanced at each other and i kind of shrugged and we were both just like nah, it is what it is <laughs> as we're spinning around <laughs> in circles it was awesome you gotta love uh, Rudy. I, I met Rudy once or twice yeah. uh, on trips. Anyways, the body styled by Wolfgang Mobius under the guidance of Antonol Lapine was mainly galvanized steel, but the doors, front wing, front fender, and hood were all made out of aluminum to save Ooh, weight. Nice. It had a substantial luggage area accessed via a large hatchback. Yeah, it, it it had that like AMC vibe going on the back. On the back, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it new, worked. Newly developed polyurethane elastic bumpers were integrated into the nose and tail and covered. Uh, in body colored plastic. So that whole front clip and the rear clip are uh, basically rubber. Yeah, which is like what they do all the time now anyway. So. Yeah. An unusual feature for the time that aided the car visually and reduced its drag. Mm -hmm. Another unusual feature was the pop-up headlamps, which were based on the unit found on the Lamborghini Mura. Mura, yeah. And were integrated into the front wing. Nice. Very nice. I, I'm, I, I've been in love with this car since the 80s. Uh, when did the, this come out? Because it was like 1987, 85, I think it was. Uh, there was a girl at my school. Aaron. There's always a girl. There's always a girl in your stories. Aaron was her name. Uh, I, I did not talk to Aaron, nothing. Her dad had this car. She would drive it. She had a 924 um, <laughs> and drove that to school every day. Uh, so you got that going for you, and that's nice. <laughs> needless to say, I, 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 I don't think that I, 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 I think I, I up in the building down. <laughs> All righty, man. You ready for my, my next antiquity? I don't know if I'm ever ready, but go for it. 
Volkswagen. A Wagoneer. Uh, type 2. Ah, now, this one, uh, I've actually seen this one. What, uh, that actual picture? That actual one. Oh, no kidding. It's in a museum. It's in the, uh, I want to say it was the RV museum that, that it was in. Nice. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah, VW microbus, minibus. The Type 2 is what it was called because their first car, the the Beetle, you know, it was the Type 1. Um, and, and it's got a really cool history. I, I'm not going to go a ton into it, but I mean, they made versions of those as trucks and panel vans. and But then, you know, the hippie culture kind of got a hold of it and they, they raised the top and did a, a 21 window version, which I guess is very sought after. Um, there's actually this great YouTube channel of this. Um, he is a deaf surfer from hawaii uh that is building his dream bus in los angeles right now it's kind of an interesting it's a very interesting web series um the transporter the combi microbus um first forward control light vehicle introduced in 1950 by volkswagen as it was his second car model blah blah blah, blah. um Brazil was the last uh, manufacturing plant that was making that car uh, as late as uh, the very last car went off the production line, December 31st of 2013. That's a hell of a run. 63 years. That's a hell of a run for one car. Oh, hell yeah. And I mean, I, the, 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 the Volkswagen Wagoneer microbus, whatever you want to call it, um, is is kind of quintessential to the to to the United States hippie culture. It it really oh, yeah. is. Um, it was a cheap bus that you could buy. You didn't have to have coolant because it was air cooled. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good on gas. It was great on gas, and it was easy to fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone could fix it. Uh, it, yeah, it, it had e- easy access to the engine from the back. I mean, it just it had a lot going for it. It was a really, really simple, cool. I, I I did not work on this vehicle, but I worked on my grandfather's Beetle, and the engine. The engine's the same, same engine. Yeah. So, uh, very very easy to fix very easy to modify um and uh, honestly i i'm I, I see nothing wrong with this pick i'd be mm-hmm. all over it oh yeah yeah my parents owned three or four beetles in a row and they were all the same light sky blue so i mean i never knew which one was new or not but i mean yeah they cost like eighteen hundred dollars two grand brand new back in the day and they were and they would go anywhere i mean we took those things up mountains that were supposed to be only four-wheel drive accessible but when you're going up and all the weights in the rear of the car in a rear-wheel drive car you got all the traction in the world and you had those oh, yeah. skinny ass tires that was the thing about like some of the old cars man when you had those skinny ass tires you had more pounds per square inch on the skinny tires than you did on big fat wide ones and that's why skinny tires are better in the winter and things like that so anyway yep stop share 
There you go. All up to I'm you, man. I'm dreaming of a wagoneer. <laughs> well, uh, the cat is messing with my keyboard. I can't see. There we go. All right, I'm good. Well, that's good. I just had a cat take a shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, Scott's next one. There you go. It's oh, well, it says MG on the front. I'm guessing it's an MG. <laughs> MGTD TD. Uh, was in production from 1950 to 1953. They did not make a lot That's of these. It? Yes. Wow. Uh, they did not make a lot of these. These were rear axled. Uh, what, Probably a library axle on that car, I would guess. I would think so. It doesn't really say here. It held 12 gallons of fuel. <laughs> Had 57 brake horsepower. Ooh. Uh, there were 30,000 of these produced. Hmm. Not too bad. About 10,000 per uh, per year. Per year. I'm guessing that was maybe a hand-built car also. Yes. Now, uh, hand-built car. Here, here's Suicide doors. Very nice. Here's the very interesting part of this, and, and this will actually make you laugh nowadays. <laughs> um. The whole reason that they quit manufacturing this car is because this car ran on 12 volts. At this time, the cars, the main complaint that U.S. owners had with the MGTD sold in the U.S. was the British 12-volt electrical system, which was hard to service when most U.S. cars were still using 6 volts. Interesting. And 12 volts is a standard and has been the standard for decades. Oh, yeah. So they could go and start building this car again. I would <laughs> totally love it. Uh, if you notice, there are actually two windscreens. Yeah, I noticed they had the, uh, and I don't know what you call the, the individual oval shaped windscreens. Well, those the, are the main windshield could fold forward, if I'm not mistaken. It folds forward and lays flat and then you have the racing windshields right but then you would have to uh, fold it up if you wanted to put the top up on the car to make it correct semi rainproof <laughs> now, now uh, what amazes me that they have these these little racing windows in there uh with with the car that only has a top speed of 77 miles per hour <laughs> once again looks looks aerodynamics my friends yeah yeah Yeah. putting the windshield down probably got you another you know (laughs) another two two or three miles per hour hour (laughs) at top end yeah absolutely (laughs) uh you're you're starting to see that theme now though that that morgan look yeah it looks a lot like the morgan and oh yeah it's this this car See, I, I don't know if you've ever seen one of these up close or in person. Don't, I don't think so. Um, I drove one of these Ooh. at a car show in Virginia Beach. And 
it is so low to the ground you you feel like you're climbing into a hole i i I own a spitfire i remember On that note, <laughs> your ass was inches <laughs> from the ground. <laughs> well, yeah, and it was it was very interesting because as you drove it, um, due to the fact that they rust out so quickly in northern climates, uh, when you hit about thirty five miles an hour, you felt that breeze coming up through the holes in the floor. And, oh, I remember that quite well driving in winter in ohio in a spitfire oh yeah your feet would free well the side of your ankle would freeze from the one hole in the floor yeah oh yeah mm, yeah Alrighty then this will be a familiar looking car that is the jaguar that's the convertible so it's got to be the e it is the e-type which was based on the D-type racing car, which I think I had earlier that had won the 24-hour Le Mans. Yeah. Um, it's one of the few cars that is actually recognized as a, uh, as a modern art piece. Um, the, the design was by William Hyens, and um, it, it's one of the few cars is actually in the modern art museum as a piece of art. Um, I have always wanted one of these and I don't, it could be a hard top too, but I love the convertible. Um, I don't care what color it is. I don't care if it has spinners. It is, it is the, yeah, words don't describe how beautiful the car is. Um, and they Uh, had a really kick ass engine in that car, big straight cylinder in line um rear wheel drive i mean it ticked off all the boxes of what a sports car should be and it was maybe arguably the most beautiful car on the road next to maybe one or two ferraris but it was but anybody could buy this car you know i mean it was it was a little pricey back in the day but you know the average joe could get this car it wasn't like you know, billionaires had Ferraris or millionaires have Ferraris. Like you could go out and find one of these things and buy it brand new or buy it used. And, and they were just stunning pieces of, of automobile artwork. Automobile? So, yeah. Automobile? <laughs> uh, I, I will say uh, you, you think it was pricey back then. Go buy one now. Yeah, I'm um, sure they're up. They're up there now. Well, I mean, they're, you know they're British cars and they quit working and rust away and whatever. But that's just, that's just sexy. That's just plain damn sexy. It amazes me that you're in love with the same car that I was in love with, but I like the, 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 the the coupe version. (laughs) Um, Well, it was a silver streak. They were driving uh, the uh, hard top version. uh, Kansas city to try and catch up with the chain. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, you're gonna, if, you're, if you're gonna steal the car steal one with style dude <laughs> dude uh, the knockoff wheels which i yeah. love um well i didn't even realize that they were a practical thing on on at at first until yeah, i started yeah. doing research about them and then i was like that, that's the lug well, this nut is, <laughs> this is where the single lug idea yeah. came from yeah 
Yeah. Uh, and in racing, it's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that it had been around that long. It is a gorgeous car. The lines on it are just smooth as all get out. I, what I love long about ass hood. I mean, once again, yeah, I'm, I'm the sucker for that long ass hood. What I love about the E more than the J is the chrome wraparound bumper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the, the chrome wraparound bumper is on the front as well as the rear. Yeah. And, and they almost match each other. Yeah. There's, there's symmetry and, and grace and, yeah. and, Every every inch of this car is smooth and rounded. You will not find a hard point on this car. Maybe the edge of the, the windshield. Glass. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. I mean, even the backs of the seats are smoothed over. And oh yeah, it's just gorgeous. Okay. <sighs> I don't know if you're ready for the next one. Not probably not. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you're gonna be oh. ready for this. What did I do to my picture of my next car? But I don't know because there you stopped go. sharing. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm loading up the next one. All right, I are ready. Well, I'm glad that you're ready. Apparently, my uh, new egg is not. <laughs> We're gonna fix that soon. <sighs> Hell yeah, boy! Back to the now, MGs. Now you you can tell what year this is because it's got the rubber front. Yeah, so you're talking uh, seventy four to seventy six would be my guess. This one is the nineteen seventy five version of the MGB, ladies and gentlemen, with the matching luggage rack in chrome. I had that on my TR six, man. I, I won't lie, I love that thing. Uh, um, I have owned one of these now and the sad I, thing is is like i liked them not quite as much as the triumphs the, the, what really chapped my ass was they were more reliable than the triumphs i i was gonna say I, there's there's actually a reason to liking the mg my brother had a hard top they, version they started <laughs> my brother had a hard top version of this and it was wasn't a fun the, car wasn't the hard top a six he had a six cylinder in his. I had a four. Yeah, I was gonna say, like even the. I, I think they only did a hard top with a six cylinder because they did the same thing with the Triumph. They yeah. Spitfire GT6. Yeah. Yeah. My my brother had the the MG hard top, and then and then he had the Alfa Romeo Spider. Mm. Uh, oh, which was God, I, I, that would have been another honorable mention on my list. I totally forgot about that car. I, for for people that don't know, the Alfa Romeo Spider looked almost exactly 100% the same as a Triumph Spitfire, but had 100 times more horsepower. It was equally unreliable because it was bad Italian engineering back in the day. But, yo, it was a sexy car. Oh, my God. All right, the- yeah, my dad, my dad, actually, my, when I was out in California one time, we stopped at a dealership and he did a test drive in a spider. Yeah. That was just a blast. And he, he parked it back and he, he said, thank the guy and everything. And he's like, we're driving away. Is I think he had a dots and three ten or something like that. And he's like, never buy a car with a hard on. <laughs> 
All right. Words to live by. <laughs> the MGB is a two-door sports car manufactured and marketed from 1962 to 1980 by the British Motor Corporation. Later, the Austin Morris division of British Leyland as a four-cylinder. Uh, later, it was uh, produced by Austin Morris division of British Leyland as a four-cylinder soft top sports car it was announced and its details first published on the 19th of september my birthday <laughs> 1962. there have been three variants of the mgb there was the mgb gt three-door two plus two coupe coupe sorry the uh, which came in a six-cylinder sports car coupe. Yep. The MGC uh, was the uh, four-cylinder version, and the eight-cylinder two-plus-two coupe, the MGB GT V8, was manufactured from 1973 to 1976. Ooh. Oh, God, that just reminded me of another one that should have made my list. Triumph TR8, which was a great car if it ran once again. It was yeah, a great I mean, car, though. Yeah, it was, it was gorgeous. And it was shape of things to come. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was a fabulous vehicle, uh, as far as the styling and all that goes. Uh, I got the mute button on that cough. Woo. Alrighty, then. Alrighty. I'm going to share my screen. Man, we're all the way up to number two. Mm -hmm. uh, Chevy Corvette, maybe 50s? 57 Chevy Corvette. 57. The one that started it all. Uh, Horrible driving car, underpowered. Yeah. But that is, just, I mean, that, that, if you remember the Austin Healey I had, you had that cutout where they painted it white down the sides there. Yeah. Kind of evocative of that. Um, Haley Earl, who was the head of GM styling, avid sports car fan. Um, Harley, Harley. Sorry, Harley. Uh, Notice that the GIs were returning from overseas after World War II, and they were bringing home MGs and Jags and Alfa Romeos. Um, the Nash started selling the Nash Healey and uh, which had partnered up with Pininfarina, one of our favorite design groups of all times. Oh, yes. Yes. And, um, and, and like he realized these guys had money and they wanted cool little sports cars. So they built an American two seat sports car. Um, they started in, in 1951. Uh, the last time the Chevrolet offered a two door, two passenger convertible was in 1938 with a Chevrolet Master. Um, so the 57 model was visually unchanged. The V8 was increased to 283 cubic inches, a 4.6 liter, uh, with a four-speed manual that became available after April 9th of 1957. So you could get this in a manual eventually. Um, but it is, you get the, the shark grill up front. Um, you had the convertible. I believe they had a kind of like a hump thing going on behind the driver and passengers 
but you know me and the whole thing behind the driver passenger thing yeah you're, you're into the humps I yeah know. yeah i like the, i like the humps um yeah it's just it's an icon of cars uh and i've always really had a soft spot for corvettes um i i i like them all they're there really hasn't been a Corvette style that I haven't liked. And, 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 and early on, I, I, I knew that these cars were made out of fiberglass and I was okay with that. It was kind of funny because I later in life found out that Lotus, all their cars were fiberglass. I was a little upset about that for some odd reason. I don't know why, because I love Corvettes and I knew they were, they, they were plastic cars. So that's cool. So, Yeah. I am a I am a huge Corvette fan. Uh, if if you saw, I had the seventy two on this list, mm -hmm. and then on the list yesterday, my my uh, one of your supercars. Yeah, I think I, I think I had it at seven, maybe six. I can't remember. At first, when I was doing that list, that car was number one on my list. Mm -hmm. The the new Corvette is incredibly gorgeous incredibly oh, yeah. awesome uh, it's american made and it looks like a mclaren yeah um it, it it was the first supercar really in america this is this car is what made ford come out with the mustang mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah this this car furthered american sports cars more than anything else i mean it's just it that you know looks you know engine performance the whole nine yards it was you know it was the catalyst for making cool american cars well that was a heck of a number two um i don't know if my number two is going to top it <laughs> uh it is a different manufacturer so you know okay it it's an extremely famous car already then the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Is that a Model A? 1937 or uh, 1929. Ford Model A. That is an excellent choice, my friend. This is the Model A Roadster, uh, which which really kind of makes me laugh that they called it that. Well, um, and, and it, this car had the rumble seat, right? Well, sir, yes, it does. I have ridden in this car. I've ridden I, in the rumble seat of this car I, it's it's freaking awesome it's like i rode in this car <laughs> in sheffield lakes um community days parade with my dad 
I got to ride in the rumble seat as well. It's freaking <laughs> awesome. Now, I love how British people give us shit for our nomenclature about cars. And especially like, you know, they call the trunk the boot and whatever. It's like, do you know why they call it a trunk? Because I don't know, the people that that created the mass manufactured automobile had a spot for a actual trunk on the back of the car. And then they decided to integrate the trunk into the car. That's why it's called a trunk. It's not a boot. Do you put your foot in the back of your car? No, you put shit in the trunk of the car. <laughs> windscreen I can get, although I don't understand what they call a windscreen when <laughs> a screen lets things through and a windshield shields you from the wind. So I would think a windshield would be a better nomenclature. The bonnet, eh, I can get that, you know, a little hat, little, little, you know, covering over the thing other than a hood. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, whatever. But, you know, but a boot, no. A trunk, absolutely. By, right. by February 4th, 1929, one million Model A Fords had been sold. Mm. By July 24th of 1929, two million. Wow had been sold the and the modifications you could do to this thing were were, were endless the two-door the range of body styles ran from the two-door which is which was 500 500 <laughs> you could get it in gray green or black that's seven thousand five hundred thirty six dollars and twenty twenty dollars uh you could get it in the town car with a dual cow at one thousand two hundred dollars. Ooh! Uh, in March nineteen thirty, Model A sales hit three million. Wow! And there were nine body styles at that point in time. <laughs> Model A production ended in nineteen thirty-two after four million eight hundred thousand were built. Those are impressive it's, numbers. Its successor was the Model B which had all of the same models that the Model A had, except for the fact that the engine was a V8. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and that's like a classic car to hot rod. I mean, it's just, there's nothing wrong with that car. And I mean, But stock, the, it's just cool as shit. The hot rodders, I, I can do without the hot rodders. I, I, I don't think that this is a car that you, you should hot rod. It is a piece of memorabilia. As a matter of fact, one of the YouTubers that I watch, I watch a, a show called Vice Grip Garage. And this guy goes around, uh, buys cars, fixes them up enough to drive back to his shop in Tennessee. <laughs> and he just last week did a model a oh wow uh a, the the battery for the model a is underneath the floorboard <laughs> of the driver's side uh, now here's the scary thing he the vice grip garage went and pulled the the rubber mat away to to check the battery uh -huh. the battery was there it was hanging by two rods but you could totally see the concrete underneath that car <laughs> sounds like a truck i used to drive <laughs> I, 
I will have to send you a link to Vice Grip Garage because this guy cracks me up. He, he calls spark plugs the sparkulators. Sparkulators. Uh, uh, yeah, he's just a good old Southern boy who uh, <laughs> he cracks me the hell up. Um, anyways, that is Scott's number two. Uh, I had some great pictures that Burke got to see. Uh, this one is of of the back end of the of a restored um, Model A convertible I, top up, the rumble seat up, up running boards, big white walls, just a gorgeous and classy car. One of the you had the Model T and you had the Model A. These were the mm-hmm. first two vehicles ever freaking made in the world. So I I think it I. That's why it's on my list. It's yep, yep. It's a it's a piece of history, and I would love to own one. Well, then we're down to my number one. Yes. Do, 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 do. Oh, the tea. <laughs> I would love to own a Model T. That where it all started. It is such a rough, raw, visceral experience. Um, Everything is hand controls in this oh thing, too. God, you have to advance the spark and retard the spark and advance the... Yeah, everything is manual on this car. There's there's nothing automatic whatsoever. Um, a a front-mounted... Uh, 2.9 liter which is a pretty big size engine by any standard inline four engine uh which produced a whopping 20 horsepower um but i think you could run damn near any kind of combustible material through that engine kerosene whatever you wanted to well i um, i think you could pee in that thing and yeah pretty much burning. pretty much that whole top speed of 42 miles an hour Whew. yeah there it is yeah gasoline kerosene ethanol um the uh the introduction of prohibition made the ethanol an impractical fuel for most users i mean you it could run on moonshine if you wanted it to um by 1918 half of all cars in the united states were model t's um in his autobiography ford reported that in 1909 he told his management team that any customer can have a car painted any color as long as it was long black. black, but the reality was, uh, from 1908 to 13, the Model T was not even available in black. Uh, you could get gray, green, blue, and red. Uh, green was the touring car, the town cars, uh, coupes, and landaulets. Uh, gray was available for the town car only, and red was only available for the touring cars. But by t- 1912 all the cars were being painted midnight blue with black fenders. Uh, it was only until 1914 that the all black policy was finally implemented. So, and yeah, there's so uh, a model T Londolette. Ooh, that, that would be the car right there. A Londolette was basically like a, the precursor to a limousine. The, the driver was open air. The passenger was covered but they had a convertible top for the passengers in the back. Um, 
that would probably be the 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 car right there but i mean you got these tiny little tires and once again you know i almost almost gave away talking earlier about the tiny tires you could go through six inches of mud with these things because it was a heavy ass car with like bicycle wheels you had tons of pressure on each tire and it could just it could go through anything um and that engine i would guess it's kind of like a diesel engine it only had 20 horsepower but i bet the torque was just unbelievable on that thing it was a yeah it was a three liter engine i mean that's v6s today are three liters so i would be willing to bet this thing was a lot more like a tractor in the fact that it could get out of anything and it would not stall it just did not have a lot of top end or whatever so i mean yeah you you think about it from from what was it 1903 1908 to 1927 it was the only car guys it was the first vehicle to ever be built the first mass-produced car it was not the first car ever built no but who wants to drive a white steamer yeah i mean there were gas engine cars being built in france a year or two earlier but they were all hand built. There were very few of them. Well, this was the, the biggest first the man, biggest, you know, everyday Joe's car. The biggest problem with French or or English or and any of that stuff back in in the early 1900s is how the hell do you get it over here? Right. Um, there's it, there was only one way to do it. It was by boat. Uh, most of your boats that were they didn't have the big transporter ships at that point in time no you, you had to pay for a berth basically on a passenger ship yep. well i think titanic you know well, they had you know a hold but my god can you imagine the cost of transporting a car on a passenger liner on a passenger yeah 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 um yes that i just i i thought about the model t but i went with the model a i think the model a i, it's I have pretty. some i have something about the the 20s and 30s i mean this was a vehicle that was that was being designed during the great depression mm-hmm. so for them to be making a luxury vehicle and that's the thing the model a was the luxury version of the model t oh yeah and, and i have ridden in a original model t before in west virginia i've never oh dude it's it's it is hilarious because i mean like you said with all the levers and everything it's like you're you're having to adjust this thing on the column that uh, that advances the spark you you, you've got total control over you know like how much fuel air mixture is going in the car i mean it's it's like it's a it's an art to drive the car rather than a science you know, there's nothing automatic on this car whatsoever. Oh, hi, Kitty. There's the cat. Up oh, there's I'll go with the microphone. Trouble. Yep. All right, say bye, cat. Don't need the bike. <laughs> All righty. Stop sharing. There we go. All righty. Are we down to you? We are done to you. We are down to my number one, my friend. I'm I'm genuinely curious about this one. <clears throat> A lot of stories here. <laughs> um, and we're wait. There we go. All right, ready. I am. I'm. I'm actually kind of. I'm gonna hit the button. I'm gonna hit the button. Right. 
Wait for six seconds. One, two. Oh. Sorry about all the writing. I, I, I stole eh. this from a website, but nobody gets to see this, so I don't really care. What do you think you're looking at? SS. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I suck at my 70s supercars. Um, this vehicle it, started in the 60s. Is it, is it Chevy, first off? Correct. Okay. It's, it's not the Camaro. It is, oh God. Um, I, no, whiskey brain's kicking in right now. Um, I give up. Uh, uh, tell me, please. The Chevrolet Chevelle is Chevelle. a mid-sized automobile that was produced by Chevrolet in three generations. Uh, they built the car from 1964 to 1978. Part of the general, uh, or wait, the A-body version went, was introduced in 1970. So uh, this right here, the version that you're looking at, my favorite version, the version that I owned one of <laughs> is the Malibu version. So uh, this, they started the Malibu version in 1970. Okay, the Malibu was the top of the line model through 1972 and completely replaced the Chevelle nameplate starting in 1972. Um, so from 72 to 78, this was actually the Malibu version. Uh, I, 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 the 1972 Chevy Chevelle could come in a super sport edition that had a 454 engine in it. Ooh. Big block out the wazoo. Um, I owned a 1972 Chevelle who I actually bought from one of my friends when I was in the Navy. Uh, there's the ass end. That's a uh, pretty car. This that was, is, that was one of the cars in John wick. That was the car yes. that Leguizamo loaned to him because his Mustang got stolen. Um, the, the picture that I am showing of Burke, I, I, I will own this car again and I want it in this color. This color is not a Chevrolet color. This is, actually, this is actually a Mopar color called Plum Crazy Purple. <laughs> the racing stripes that they've done are in silver. This is just a gorgeous car. Now, what it got is. me really hooked on the Chevelle was if you, if you look by the number one here, mm -hmm. you see these side marker lights? Yeah. They're vented. They are so really cool. Yeah, <laughs> they are. It's just, and those taillights are like really evocative of like the old Impalas and Corvettes too. Yes. You know, it's a Chevy product. You know, it's a Chevy. It is that round with, with the red bezel in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I fell in love with this car back in 1994 when I bought it, uh, 
it, it was the the one that I had was actually supposed to be a red, but it was sun faded enough to where it looked orange. <laughs> uh, it, it it was a great card. This this was the the that was the first muscle car I ever owned, uh, and I bought it when I was in the navy. Um, so I I have a lot of there's a lot of heart in this car a lot of and, a lot of memories a lot of fondness and and the the thing about it was that you you could get this this car was actually dirt cheap yeah it's this was the malibu version guys this was a two-door car that that was cheap enough for people to afford they weren't paying impala prices they weren't paying for a corvette it was a tough three thousand pound car with a big ass 454 in it that you could scream down the road in and, and the modifications available even back then were, were kind of endless i mean you what, could do whatever you wanted to do this car what what really kind of excited me about it was when i when i got mine there were already rear axle conversion kits that you could go and buy and i, I thought that changing out a rear axle was going to be a pain in the ass it was actually very easy. I was able to to swap this thing out of drum brakes to um, rear power, discs. power discs. Nice. Uh, in the rear. And once I did that, I actually had to put a, um, a diverter inside the car so that I could control whether the fluid was going to the front tires or whether the fluid yeah. was going to the rear tires because you're locking up the rears all the time. Yeah. They, I mean, I was flat spotting tires after about, after about a month. <laughs> um, but I, this was the car that I learned how to, to really work on, on cars. Like I did some stuff with, with Carl. I worked on an Uber mini for, for a couple oh, of yeah. years before I left. Um, but working on Uber mini is not like working on a V8, uh, uh, car like this Uber mini. I could lift up the front end of the car myself. <laughs> I think Burke and I picked up the front end and slid the car over freaking to the feet. rear end that we did the rear end. I think, it, yeah, I, well, Rear end, it was easy. <laughs> I, I was, I wasn't gonna let people. Even the front end wouldn't have been that hard. That no, that engine was tough. That engine when when Carl, when we went to take that engine out, I think I was lifting more of the engine myself than the crane was. <laughs> um. So yeah, this this is this is a great starter car for somebody. You want to get into a supercar. You want to get into a class, not supercar, a classic car, but a power car, a muscle car. Yeah. This is it. This is all you need. It had a big boot too, man. I mean, trunk. Um, <laughs> and hang around the British cars way too long, my friend. <laughs> I, it, it had a huge trunk. I, rem I remember. I don't know if you remember this. When I was in the Navy, I used to, I was dating a girl back in Ohio and I would drive from Norfolk home almost every weekend. Oh, wow. Unless I had duty that weekend. 
and then, and then I would I would stay, but that's like a seven hour trip. Chevy Chevelle, the one time, and you did it in five. I I think we made it in five hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. yeah. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I did, and, and going over this list, I realized that, that by a couple of my runners up should have been a, a Mustang Mach 1 and or Mach 2, like 70s vintage. There was something about those cars that I just love the styling. I mean, I like I like the regular Mustang styling, but the Mach 1 and the Mach 2 were just cool looking cars. I, I remember blowing up an engine on a, on a Mach 2. Going to uh, Rogue's Hollow down in uh, Doylestown. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, you know the the Mustangs. Like I said, I the the sixty five and sixty six were my favorite Mustangs, but the mocks were in. I, I probably should have put the Chevy Camaro on on this list because yeah. I the the eighty seven. Or, or the Trans Am from you know, Smoking the Bandit Trans Am. The eighty four could have been on this list. The eighty four to eighty seven uh, Chevy Camaro IROC series. Those were my favorite. Mm-hmm. So my, when I first moved to Texas, I went to my friend uh, Jeff Gray and bought his dad's nineteen eighty four. Uh, Chevy Camaro, but it was the, but it was the anniversary edition. So it had a total digital dash. Oh, wow. It was cool as shit. (laughs) I was like, this thing's awesome. What I didn't realize was that, um, the, the rubber, uh, fuel lines would end up, (laughs) the rubber fuel lines would collapse. (laughs) Oh, so you'd be driving like we, uh, my friend Tim, uh, uh, he used to work on the racing team with it. He was actually our driver. Uh, we drove from Mountain Home, Arkansas, up to I want to say it was, it was it was Gateway Gateway. Uh, Gateway International Speedway, which is in St. Louis. Oh my! Uh, we drove. We drove from Mountain Home up to St. Louis for a race. We proceeded to get into the Camaro and drive back. And about every, I would say, ten miles, the car would stall. I was like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> we we stopped. We replaced the points. We we did everything. I mean, you've got a professional NASCAR racing team <laughs> and none of us could figure out what the <laughs> hell was going on. A the, five hour trip took us 12 hours to get home yeah. because the and, car would just stop. The, the rubber gas lines would heat up and collapse. Huh? What we, what we finally figured out was that the gas lines were collapsing. <laughs> I mean, Timmy, Timmy's like, what kind of gas did you put in this car? I said, I, I put normal gas in here, but I put the octane booster in. Well, how much octane booster are you putting in? I put in a can for every, for every full tank. 
well, you put too much in. But it's it's got to be that. It's got to be that. Like, right. What the hell, man? I don't know. <laughs> I actually had to call. I I, I had to call Kristen. Um, Kristen was all the way in Dallas, and we made it back to Mountain Home. I had to be at. I was working at at a local high school here at the time uh, as the auditorium manager. And I had to be back on a specific day because we had um, teacher orientation to do. Oh, goody. So I ended up having to call Kristen and Kristen had to drive from Dallas to Mountain Home, Arkansas, seven hour trip to pick me up so that I could be at the school the next day. <laughs> I bet she was oh so thrilled. And that was early on in our marriage, so she still liked me then. Big difference. And she still married you. That's kind I, of amazing. I can pretty much guarantee that if I called her up tomorrow and said, you have to come to North Carolina to pick me up. She would say, Fuck you, you find your own way home. <laughs> You've jaded her. Good job. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm truthfully, <laughs> I'm truthfully to the point of thinking that I, I ruin, I just ruin women. <laughs> Not, that's, that's, it's, got to be true i i can't figure out any other way to explain it burke i ruin women um i i used to say that about my brother um wait. you know what the, those the, things can do suck the paint off your house and give your family a permanent orange afro that's what i used to think of women <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah I, I i i used to think that it was all me um, but then, then I'm, I really started watching my brother's, uh, attempts with women. And a, as far as we know, every woman that my brother ever dated is dead. Uh, that's a little dark. He, yeah, he kills him. <laughs> he he kills, kills him. The, the only one that's still around is the one that had him beaten up by like four guys and they <laughs> stole his alfa romeo <laughs> the police ended up finding his alfa romeo in in the hills of kentucky stripped down to nothing ah <laughs> uh, yes it's nothing nothing but love here man nothing but love um if i lose my audio my cat is whapping his tail on my keyboard just so you know Mm. Uh, yeah so what do we have going on next week i don't know I, are we doing movies again have i haven't picked any movies yet no I, i've got a couple of possibles but if you've got some ideas i'm all ears man I think it was my time to choose. It is, I, but I, I, I was assuming you didn't have any choices. So I came up with a couple just in case. 
It's not that I don't have any choices. Hang on, I gotta turn Pat down. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll throw out mine. If if you like any of them, great. If not, no big deal. But uh, Leon the Professional, uh, Hackers, Mortal Kombat, and the Hunt for Red October were just four that I came up with off the cuff. Say those again. Leon the Professional. Never seen it. Go on. Oh. Well, it, it's got one of our favorite actors in there. It's got uh, the, the chameleon. Um, and, and, of course, now my whiskey-soaked brain will never be able to remember his name. A uh, uh, guy from the fifth element who played the bad guy. Uh... Serious Black and Sid Vicious. Oh, and um, Sirius Black from Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, he is in it. Okay. Uh, uh, and Natalie Portman is like a gosh, yeah. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I know, like, I never remember his name, but yeah. Uh, and Natalie Portman is like a ten-year-old is in this movie. It's it's pretty freaking cool movie, uh, and it's also a Luke Besson movie, the guy that did The Fifth Element. So okay. it, it's 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 very very good. Uh, Hackers is just a fun movie. Um, Mortal Kombat. It's kind of a throwaway movie, but I love that thing. And The Hunt for Red October. But, mm. as I said, if you want to come up with some movies, holler. It is your choice. I came up with the last couple, so. I don't know what I want to do yet. Um, then it could be something. It could be something completely different. Where's our list? Let me bring up our list. We have a miss. We have a list of movies. No, we have a list of topics to. Oh yeah, we do, don't we? Sorry, my my phone's gonna sit here and or uh, my feed's gonna get all scratchy because I'm trying to open something on my new egg computer. Well, we do this Got suggestion list. And I've actually added a couple. You talked about dark TV shows at one point. Uh, we were talking about movies that can't be made today. Um, we've never talked about comedians or like our favorite comedians before. And natural disasters were just a couple that that came off. Just I was like thinking, wow, that'd be a good topic. And we did the sports cars, the antique cars, favorite sandwiches and locations where they're from, fears and phobias. I think we did. Favorite museums and science centers sounds interesting. Uh, I think I don't think we've ever done the top 10 cars from James Bond movies or the top 10 Bond women top 10 animals you never want to meet in the wild we did castles we did candies did we ever do our favorite cartoons no but I didn't really watch a lot of cartoons mm. Um, okay, I don't even I don't see the 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 list of music stuff that we were gonna do with your kids. Oh, like reaction videos. I, I don't think we ever wrote those down. Um, the yeah, that's gonna have to wait for till after May when uh, Mackenzie gets home. So because I'd love to have them both on here. Uh, ten well, Mac movies. Mackenzie could get onto it from school. 
That's true. She has a laptop that can handle that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, top 10 movie remakes that were either failures or successes. 10 bizarre jobs you'd never want to have. We did the antiques. Yeah. I'm open, man. I, Whatever. I'm open. So after you get done editing uh, last, uh, yesterday's I, show and today's show, you can think about what you want to do next week. But don't wait till Sunday to tell me this time. Well, uh, I need to talk with some people. Okay. Uh, because I think you want to do the game show too, which that uh, does sound really interesting. Yeah. The game show. I think I want to try next week. What, what day is it right now? Um, Jordan gets back Wednesday, April 6th. Jordan gets back on eating the arm of my microphone. What the, what is wrong with you? Stop. Stop. It's my cable. That's what cats do. Yeah, and the daughter is in here going, what is my cat doing? Which daughter? The oldest one. She's the one that actually owns Kendrick. Sam. Samantha, yes. Well, get her in here. I need to talk to her. Hey, Sam, come here. Hello again. Hello again. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. Just did what a crap ton of homework. What, what do you have going on next week, Tuesday? I have clinical at 7 a.m. on Wednesday. Okay. What are you doing at like 7 p.m.? Uh, on Tuesday, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you have a phone? Yes. And she has a good laptop. She's got a nice... Uh, really? You, you can do Zoom on your laptop? Yes. Like, okay. Okay. Do, do you want to play a game next Tuesday? Yeah. Um, we're, we're doing a game uh, where... Um, we're we're doing a game of clips from movies, oh. and it'll be a game between about four people, and I think I'm gonna moderate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do Does it. it. Sound like fun? Heck yeah! All right. So, be, because we we've Burke and I have figured out we can't do two shows at at in one night because usually one of us is too drunk so on tuesday we'll start at seven o'clock in the evening and we'll do 40 audio clips from a movie and you have to guess which movie it's from i will do my best (laughs) but it sounds like fun it will be fun it's gonna it's gonna be a blast hey do you like hot sauce no oh I'm nothing like him. Man, well, I I don't know if he's going to be able to handle this either. Um, Who wants to do a hot ones challenge? With six hot sauces. Hell no. <laughs> catch me doing that for shit. I, I've Jeez, tried. No. I have tried to get her to try Sorry. hot sauces and, 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 and like six. The mildest hot sauce is a little Has much. Yeah. No. So I, they I made, have... um, what was it? Buffalo the... chicken dip one time with like medium medium sauce and not just like the regular i was like actually tearing up <laughs> i was so like 
I had no clue what was going on. And they're just laughing at me. And I'm like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, then we've got that set. So, So the first show tomorrow or on Tuesday will be the game show. And I will get a few more people from other places to come in as well. Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah, um, we will we will try to get Mackenzie in on this too. I don't know if she'll know a ton of movies, but if she's available, we'll try and get her too. See, her and I together would stop being a weirdo. Her and I together would probably kick ass. Yeah, if they were on the same team, they'd be they'd be good. Because she knows stuff that I don't, and I know stuff, a lot of stuff that she doesn't. But well, she's like that random person, like, oh, I've seen that. I'm like, fuck. well you know if she comes on great if she doesn't there there's always the music show coming up that we're gonna do yeah we want to do reaction videos with the two of you with songs you've never heard before yes which is tough because i have exposed them to a ton of old music so it'll be tough finding something they've never heard before yeah but you see you you were playing that what like hundred songs per decade or whatever like or like one song per, that was famous per year or whatever oh yeah decades and you were shocked at some of the ones that i knew and you're oh like, yeah oh, what did you learn you, you roll? yeah and i'm singing along yeah <laughs> so like it was like between like the 70s and 90s he was really shocked at some of them that i knew it was kind of funny well that that could that could be very interesting though because uh i have more of a progressive rock background where burke is more i i don't know what Kendrick. burke would be called traditional classic yeah, yeah like 70s you know hendrix era kind of stuff yeah yeah i'm more like british prog rock so give me some emo music from like the early like 2000s 2010s i will rock that <laughs> well we know we need to find songs you haven't heard we want to see we want to see your reaction so <laughs> i'm just saying like if that's like if that's from the songs like i'm at emo night screaming up the top of my lungs so, like, <laughs> oh dude that would be awesome like you know the the cure like if she's never heard songs from the cure before oh yeah the cure m83 um, oh yeah language <laughs> there we go all right the depeche mode come on oh yeah, yeah. the smiths oh yeah okay we we yeah we got some songs now we're good I, i'm telling you that that whole list could be that whole show is going to be golden <laughs> Great. all right bye bye now um all right so so we've got one show figured out which is yeah, if you, of, if you uh, can get the game show with the phones and everything knocked out, absolutely. If you can't, uh, we can do uh, reaction videos instead. I will text my other daughter and see if she's in Tuesday nights. Uh, she does work at a hospital up in Toledo, so she may be working the night. Not quite sure, but we at least got the one girl. So We've seen these guys live. Yes. For real. Twice. Twice? Twice. Yes. Uh, uh, Cleveland and Lollapalooza. The, uh, Rock and Roll Hall Center. And then, yeah, the Lollapalooza, or it wasn't Lollapalooza exactly, but yeah, it was uh, Mighty Mighty Boston's played that night. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the Mighty Mighty Boston. <laughs> hey, Burke. It's the Mighty Mighty Boston. It's the Mighty Mighty Boston. So, the second show. What the hell? 
I don't know. I don't I'll know. figure it out. Yeah, I, I don't want to wreck my brain too much on it. Um, yeah. Maybe do a game show or a reaction video and then do a movie. I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I want to do. I, my brain is so freaking fluffy right now. It's not funny. <laughs> um, what, whatever I, whatever I pick, it's going to be easy because the game show is going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so yeah. Pick we'll, your favorite movie or something and we'll just roll with that. Easy peasy. We'll figure it out. It's, All right, uh, man. It is what it is. Um, oh, oh, a little bit of Pat Green there. Pat Green, everyone. Pat Green. Uh, God love you. Um, You're good. All right. Hey, everyone. Have a good night. Yeah. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you all next week. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Bye-bye now. Bye.